0: All right, moving into the next section, I'd like you to recall from the last section that when we took the derivative with respect to x of some function like x squared, we got 2x. Now, how we got that was over here with the limit definition of the derivative. The limit is h goes to 0 of x plus h in parentheses squared minus x squared over h. Remember, that's our f of x plus h minus f of x y2 minus y1, delta y, over delta x. x2 minus x1 is just h. So we have our limit definition of the derivative. For the function x squared, for the function x squared, we had to plug in x plus h in parentheses here. So then we had to square the x plus h, and we got x squared plus 2xh plus h squared. Then we still had to subtract f of x, which is just x squared. And then we divided by h. And then... We simplify by taking x squared minus x squared and getting zero, 2xh plus h squared over h. And when I factor out an h and cancel with the bottom, I get just 2x plus h, and then I should write that in. I was hoping to just leave that. We have the limit as h goes to zero of 2x plus h, which is... 2x. So it came from factoring out the h here and then canceling, and you get 2x plus h. And then when you take the limit as h goes to 0 of 2x plus h, h goes to 0, and you're just left with 2x. Now, even just explaining that, not expecting you to write all this down and to do it in real time. That took a while even for me to just read it. And it would take me even longer to do the derivative with respect to x of x cubed. And you may recall, or you might see in your notes, that the derivative of x cubed is 3x squared. The way we got that, we won't do it all, we'll just do the first step. The way we got that was the limit as h goes to zero of f of x plus h, so, x plus h is our input for the function x cubed. So, we have x plus h in parentheses cubed minus f of x, which is x cubed, all over h. And then, we had to cube x plus h. And do you remember Pascal's triangle? We used the coefficients 1, 3, 3, 1. And then, we had x cubed is the first term. Then, plus 3. Reduce the exponent on the cube down to squared. And then we have 1h in this next term. So x cubed plus 3x squared h plus another 3 coefficient. Reduce the x squared down to x to the first. Increase the h to h squared. And then plus 1, no x's anymore, because it goes from x to the first to x to the 0. And then h cubed. So we have 1h cubed. But then we still have to subtract x cubed, and then all that was over h. And we're still going to take the limit as h approaches 0 of this expression. Do you remember what this expression is really representing graphically? Without the limit, this is f of x plus h minus f of x over h. This is all just the slope of the secant line. And then we take the limit as h goes to 0. We take those two points infinitesimally close to each other so we go from a secant line to a tangent line when we simplify again things always add up to zero and you can always factor out an h if you did it correctly for these kinds of problems for any polynomial polynomial like x cubed x squared five x squared plus x anything like that when we get rid of the x cubes we have an h in every factor in every term so we factor it out 3x squared plus 3xh plus h squared. And I know I said I wasn't going to do all this, but I think it's useful because I want you to remember where this thing is coming from. When we factor out the h, we can cancel. h over h is 1 as long as h is not 0. It's not 0, it's just getting close to 0. Now, when I want to evaluate the limit, I have 3x squared plus 3xh h is going to 0, so 3x times h is going to 0. And 0 squared is going to 0 as well. h squared is going to 0. So we have 3x squared plus 0 plus 0. There's that 3x squared that I asked you to remember or see in your notes. So the derivative with respect to x of x cubed, also the slope of the tangent line at any value of x on the function x cubed is equal to 3x squared. Notice it's one one power less than the original x cubed goes down to 3x squared. Notice up here, x squared went down to 2x to the first. So where did the 2 come from, and where did the 3 come from? Do you want to take a guess? Because you might be right. If you take a guess here, the x squared, now the 2's in front. The x cubed, now the 3's in front, and the exponent has gone down 1. That suggests to us, if we can take a guess, what do you think the derivative with respect to x of x to the 4th might be? Well, on the previous two, it looked like the exponent came to the front, so the 4 would come to the front, and then we still have a base of x, and then the exponent went down by 1 over there with those other functions. So maybe the exponent goes down by 1. If you'd like, you can check this on your calculator. You could graph x to the fourth, which, remember, is just kind of a a flatter and steeper parabola, sort of. And you can get the slope of the tangent line for any value of x you want, and see if it's 4 times the cube of whatever x is and it might work now there's an easier way also to get the derivative on the calculator and I'm going to be um, going over that with you as well so in any case investigating it looks like the derivative of these monomials these are called x squared x cubed x to the fourth it looks like the derivative is found by taking the exponent putting it in front then writing the x again and then reducing the exponent by one But that's not really very intuitive, and it's not exactly a proof, is it? It's not even close to a proof. In order to know for sure that that's the derivative for any expression like this, say x to the n, we're going to need to prove it. I'm going to say that I guess that the derivative of x to the n is nx to the n minus 1. And you'll be seeing this more if you don't like it for now. So that's my guess as to the derivative of x to the n, but I really don't know. I'm going to need to prove it. And before I prove it, I'm going to want to look at a couple simpler examples first. But what we're going to be doing in this section is we're going to take the concept of a derivative and rather than having to always evaluate this big, long limit, potentially, depending on the function, we want to avoid the limit definition if we can. And historically, This is the same thing that they came upon. Newton and Leibniz were the original founders of calculus. They came up with the concept of a limit and the idea of taking the slope of a secant line and then as you get the two points closer and closer together, you can get an approximation of the tangent line and then they took it one step further with this limit to actually get an exact value for the slope. Now, Newton and Leibniz, after they did this, they started thinking, "Okay, how can we do it in a shorter way so we don't have to always write this limit? And it makes sense that they probably started with tables of values for different functions, and that is what they did, tables for different derivatives. But then they went one step further, and the mathematics has always been developing since the time of the discovery of the limit, so that now we have Some shortcuts, and the shortcuts are going to be generally what you're going to use for the rest of the semester, but try not to lose sight of this limit. And now we're going to move to the shortcuts, and before we talk about the derivative of x to the n, we need to talk about a couple of simpler examples.